Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Oh my god, today we are going to be interviewing one of the best authors. Yes, you said you heard it right. Authors. Not narrators, but authors. <laughs> that we've ever had the privilege of talking to. Kimberly Bell. <laughs> From KimberlyBellBooks.com. You've heard us uh, review The Marriage Lie, and we are also going to be doing Three Days Missing. We love her writing so much. And we have an even bigger list of things to listen to from her. Yes. Both things that she's done already mm-hmm. and coming up in the future. Oh, my God. <gasps> book number five. Book number five. I guess you guys are going to have to hear it. Yeah. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's so awesome to finally talk to you. We've been, like, <laughs> obsessed with you since we listened to The Marriage Lie and... <laughs> That's so awesome. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, I feel like we already know each other. I know. <laughs> exactly. It's like Twitter is an amazing thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> so how is your day going? Hopefully oh, you're ready good. for Friday and the weekend. Well, we are um, about to leave for um, a vacation tomorrow. So things are kind of crazy, but it's all good. Very nice. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where do you plan on going? So we're going to Holland. You know, my husband, I don't know if you've heard this on Twitter or not, but my husband is Dutch and we lived there for a bunch of years and our kids have both passports. So we kind of bounce between the two countries. And so we're going to be in Amsterdam for a whole month. Oh my wow. gosh. That's am- I was, you said vacation and I was like, oh, I was just going to go to the <laughs> ocean somewhere. <laughs> The North Sea Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) But Holland, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. We hope you have fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So we're just going to dive in um, to the questions uh, just so we don't take up too much of your time. Um, So Brad, do you want to kick us off? So again, thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. As a writer, you probably get this question a lot. Mm-hmm. But how hard is it to actually sit down and actually start writing something? <laughs> well, um, it, it's not hard when you have a deadline because you have lots of uh, pressure hanging over your head. But, you know, it does, you do have to be kind of, you have to make, put yourself on a schedule and you have to treat it like a real job and show up every single day at your computer even when you feel like crap and you don't want to and you think I can't write anything today you still have to do it so um hard I don't know if it's hard but you do have to be disciplined Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good word that's something that we lack (laughs) (laughs) but you know I wouldn't trade it for any other job because I get to like sit around in my pajamas and, um, you know, with my dogs curled up at my feet and, and just, you know, listen to the voices in my head all day. <laughs> yes. And with, um, with your writing, do you typically write the books from the beginning to end? Like, do you have those voices that are there throughout the whole journey or do mm. they usually present the ending first and then you go back and write the beginning? Like, how's the process for you? Well, so I usually start with a plot. Uh, hooky kind of plot 
kind of thing. So for example, the marriage lie was a plane that goes down and maybe the husband was on it. Maybe he wasn't. So some sort of lie around um, the husband and the wife having no idea. That's where I started with the marriage lie. For three days missing, it was really, and can I give away plot stuff here? Oh, definitely. Is, is definitely. spoilers? Okay. Oh, no. So with, okay, good. <laughs> so three days missing was, you know, a kidnapping gone wrong. Like they take the wrong kid. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started with the story. So from that, like, hook, that's, you know, the the main hook of the story. Then I start kind of backdooring in the rest of the plot, the beginning, the end, the characters. I think about who would be the worst possible person we could put in that situation and and just kind of build the, the story from there. But because I'm on contract, I do have to get it approved by my editor and she takes it to a whole committee. So it's not just her who's saying, yes, it's like, I don't even know how many people, but you know, they're looking at uh, marketing and sales and all those people are thinking about, you know, is this a story that's going to sell? Is it going to sell internationally? They're really looking at it for more than just, is this a good story? Wow. So by the time I sit down to write, I have a whole outline in the first couple chapters. So I know who my characters are. Um, I know, I know where my story is going. Um, I know how it's going to end, which is always an important and, and fine thing when you're, (laughs) when you're writing a story to know where you're going and how you're going to end it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I always give myself room in the outline to make changes as I go along. So there are always things that happen that, that I don't expect and that are nowhere in my outline. And sometimes characters that walk in like Evan in the marriage lie, he walked, or yeah, Evan, he walked into that scene of the botanical gardens, you know, the attorney mm-hmm. who becomes a really good friend. And I was like, who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> but, you know, he turned out to be a really important person in the story. I can't even imagine the story without him. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely give myself room, but I do have a structure when I sit down to actually write. Wow. And with three days missing, which we just finished, and we're obsessed. Yes, Yay! that like that like last little bit from Ethan. I was yeah. like, oh, this boy is twisted. <laughs> I love it. Right, right. Yeah. You have you cover so many themes throughout the book. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. the political storyline. There's domestic mm-hmm. violence. There's motherhood. There's bullying. There's just so much going on in your book. Do you just kind of pick which topics and themes to discuss in your books or do you kind of just go with it? Well, so when I came up with the idea for, you know, the kidnapping gone wrong, I I wanted to, my first thought was, okay, I want one mother who on the outside looks like she has it all, one mother who's kind of a mess. And then, um, you know, that dynamic playing out against each other, the perception not necessarily being reality. Um, And then I also have a girlfriend who, and this is the story behind Kat's story. She she has a very similar backstory, and that's actually where I got Kat's story from. Um, A girlfriend of mine, one of my best friends, who called me up one day out of the blue and told me that her husband had beaten her. And it was very much like what happens in the book. You know, it was mm-hmm. just, he lost it in public in the middle of, well, it wasn't a CVS parking lot, but it was something similar. And, um, you know, it was, he, he just like lost it and, and just beat her in a way that even though she hadn't told 
anybody before, she could no longer hide it. Wow. And she she kind of calls it a blessing in disguise, even though as, as awful as it was, you know, it kind of forced her to come out of the proverbial closet. Mm-hmm. And she told her friends and she told her family and she changed the locks and filed for divorce and got a restraining order, the whole thing. And it was, it was awful and it was shocking. And as soon as it happened, she said, you have to tell this story. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, cause she, she was like, it, it can happen to anyone, A and B, you know, if, anybody reads this and thinks, well, gosh, I can get out of this situation too, or maybe I need to tell and, and have my family and friends rally around me. She, she was like, I need you to tell this story. So she gave me full permission, but it, it fit the, the storyline of what I was trying to do with, um, Kat and Steph and that, you know, discrepancy I was trying to bring between the two mothers, it fit that so well. Yeah. So I pretty much, you know, I, I fictionalized a lot of it so that people who know her wouldn't necessarily recognize her out of that story. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of similarities as well. Like wow. she would, she recognized herself, her, her really good friends and family would recognize it. And, and her ex who I have I'm of course no longer speaking to. If he reads it, he might rec- recognize himself in Andrew as well. Oh, Andrew. Oh, we hated Andrew oh, so Andrew. much. Yes. Oh my gosh. Could you tell I did too? Yes. yes. <laughs> I was really hoping that there would be like some link to him and Josh. Like I was, mm-hmm. ooh, I was just praying. <laughs> I was like, please, Lucas, beat him. <laughs> right? Yes. And I think, I think Lucas would have loved to do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we love your story so much is because they are very realistic. And, you know, I, I think I coined the term for you like queen of thriller mysteries now because <laughs> you're just that good. And it's you'll be talking about a story and you'll throw in Walmart and CVS and things that I right. kind of shop at often. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to look, I got to look around. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what I love? I love. Well, thank you for the queen of thriller mysteries. I'm I've never been queen of anything, but I will take this one. You are a queen (laughs) to um, us. okay? (laughs) But, um, you know, I, I, I really like writing stories about normal people who find themselves in these really crazy circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, it's relatable. The characters are relatable for me, but I think also for the reader, Mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, it could be your friend, it could be you, it could be, it could be anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I just think that's really interesting. And, and, um, for the reader too, they, they think, what would I do in this situation? And that's always, good to get your radio thinking. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't think that you've ever experienced a husband dying in a plane crash that he lied about because he hacked the system. Right. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, so it you write in such a way that makes us feel like, you know, firsthand what this feels like. And that's just so incredible that like you, you do use your friends for some examples and stuff. But then mm-hmm. just the where you pull it from is just amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. I love hearing that. You're welcome. <laughs> and so now, how much of yourself do you put in your writing? Uh, well, the past the two stories have been set at least partially in Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. you know, and here, that's where I live um, most of the year. So I, I put that part of myself in it. And the first time I did it with The Marriage Lie, mm-hmm. I was like 10 pages in and I thought, gosh, why have I not done this before? It's so easy. <laughs> you, know, you know how long it's going to, you know, all the lingo, you know, the places, you know how long it's going to take you to get from one side of town to the other in 
rush hour. So it just makes a lot of the writing process really easy. Um, but, and there's always bits and pieces of me, like people who know me really well will recognize maybe and, and like a saying, or, um, they'll hear my voice sometimes things that I might say in real life. Um, but in the last breath, which was my first book, that one actually has a lot of me. And maybe that's because it was my first book. I don't know. Um, but I set it very near to where I grew up in Tennessee. I made the main character. Um, she worked with nonprofits and that's what I did for years and years. Mm -hmm. So a lot of her frustrations with that world were, uh, my frustrations (laughs) that I was maybe putting in writing. Um, So there's a lot of me in that book. And, you know, people sometimes ask me what's my favorite of all my books. And I always say that's like asking me to choose between my kids. I can't. (laughs) Um, But The Last Breath will always have like this special place in my heart just because it's it's so familiar to me. Ooh, we'll, have to, we'll have to get that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this I do the, love one, it. the only one that we haven't listened to yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, with um, basing everything kind of close in, in Atlanta where you live now, um, you get those kind of like what you were saying the, the idea of like how long it takes in traffic and the locations and stuff. But with things mm-hmm. in Three Days Missing, you had things like background on how the dogs search for kids and uh, Mm -hmm. how the police investigate. How do you research those things? Because I mean, those are things that I don't, I could probably Google it, but like, I don't. And (laughs) it it seemed like insider knowledge. Like it was, it was incredible. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can find almost anything on the internet. The problem is knowing what to look for. Mm. So, you know, the police dogs, that was actually pretty easy to just kind of, I think Karen Slaughter calls it Google investigate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you just Google until you find the answer. And, and, you know, there, there are official websites about like people who run these or who train the dogs. I think I ended up on one of those, like they train them for the, uh, rescue, organizations to use. So they had tons of information, probably more than I ever needed to know about the dogs. Um, and then with like in the marriage lie, I had an attorney friend who walked me through everything that, you know, all the legalities around what happens after a plane crash when it comes to money and things like that. And I think that's actually where Evan, the character came from is because I had been talking so much with this friend of mine. And when Evan walked in, I was like, of course I need an attorney. I need somebody who, who knows these things because I can know it, but who's going to explain it to the reader in the story. So, um, I think that was just the back of my brain telling me, you know, (laughs) you got to do that. This is how to fix that problem. But yeah, so a lot on the internet and a lot just asking around, talking to friends, um, with the, um, at the very end when Ethan puts together the, uh, you know, take kind of MacGyver's the neighbor's mm. Wi-Fi. <laughs> Which that I thought was, was hilarious. So, yes. <laughs> right? Right? He's such a smart kid. Yes. I really wanted him to save himself. That was my whole goal. And actually, when I started writing, I knew he was going to save himself. I didn't know quite the details of how it was going to shake out. But so I started doing all this research. And then I found these things online. And I called up a 
an electrical a friend of mine who's married to an electrical engineer. I'm like, is this possible? Could this really work? <laughs> wow. And, wow. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, elementary, but it's, it could work. That's fantastic. So, mm-hmm. And you put it in yeah. such a way that it makes it, you know, some, some books, they present it and it's kind of like cheesy. You're like, oh, that would never work. Like, thanks for explaining the plot to me. But like in, right. with your characters, you put it in such a way that it's just smooth and effortless for the mm-hmm. characters to be talking about this, which yeah, it I doesn't take us out. Gonna ex- right. And if a kid can explain it, then uh, then everybody can understand it, right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I also liked how in The Marriage Lie, you um, – because I never knew about the grief counseling for when a plane crashes. They have those, like, mm-hmm. giant conferences kind of mm-hmm. of, like, tables mm-hmm. with the grief counselors. And so yep. I was able to kind of, like, explain that to somebody. And they were like, huh, I didn't know about that either. I'm like, hmm, yes, yeah. thank Kimberly Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, for that book, I ended up on a lot of the, um, like ch- chat rooms. I don't know if they're chat rooms, but, uh, Facebook groups, mm-hmm. like where all the survivors are just, you know, talking to each other. What have you heard? How is it? And so you, I just kind of eavesdropped on those conversations and you learn so much, but wow. unfortunately, yeah, it, 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 it exists. Yeah. And oh. and now have you ever been confronted by like critics if you've ever like, you know, mistook something or got some facts wrong or some technical details misplaced? Have you ever or mixed up? Have you ever got that from critics before? Well, I don't know about critics, but definitely from readers. Yes. Oh, okay. I will oh. be they'll drop me a line and say something like, um, it was something with the, uh, in the marriage, like the school counselor, they said, they said that they should be called something else. And I don't remember what little things like that. Mm. Readers will call you out so quickly. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. Quickly yeah. You mess something up. But just last night I was doing a, um, a book club for three days missing and somebody asked a question and I'm, I, I really didn't know the answer. Part of it is because I wrote this book so long ago and I've written an entire book in the meantime as well. So I was like, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. <laughs> but my first, my first thought was, oh, no, they found a plot hole. You know, <laughs> you just never know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like terrifying, too. But I mean, for, yes, that's probably like maybe 2% of the people because, I mean, <laughs> me and Brad are like completely fascinated by all of the information. <laughs> and then so i I know that you've you've talked a little bit about your first book the last breath um Mm -hmm. would you ever go back and if you had the opportunity ever kind of change anything in your books Hmm. well so my first two books kind of straddle the line between women's fiction and suspense with maybe a little bit of romance in it Mm -hmm. and both of those have like a romance subplot Mm -hmm. and in the last breath it's really a part of the story I can't imagine the story without the romance subplot but when it came time for me to write my third book my publisher I've been with the same publisher all books and they were like we'd really like you to fit more solidly in one genre and we think your voice would be be great for suspense. So I did make a conscious effort to do straight up suspense, to drop the women's fiction-y kind of thing and the the romance subplots. Even though The Marriage Lies is kind of a 
a love story, but just a not happy one, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I would go back and change those books because I really do love them, but maybe I would more consciously sit solidly in the suspense genre from the get-go because it was a little confusing for readers and it still is when you go back and look at my covers because the covers are very different Mm. for The Last Breath and The Ones We Trust. And so I think sometimes readers are like, huh, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Although they are... They are redesigning. They just redesigned uh, the last breath cover. So it will look more in line with my last two books. Mm-hmm. But And I think there are plans for them to do that with the ones we trust as well. But, you know, when when they re- when you read them, they are a little bit different just because of the, the romance in mm-hmm. there. Interesting. Now, with the last breath and in the ones we trust, do they have a really cool brother character? Because so far in the marriage lie <laughs> and three, day, three days missing, there's like a really cool a brother that I'm totally attracted to. <laughs> well, who doesn't love Dave, right? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> he was so sweet. Yeah. yeah. And Lucas too. And actually mm-hmm. when I wrote Lucas, he was a brother. He was like the full on brother. And my editor said, you've already done a brother, change it up some. So I made him, you know, like this fostery kind of, he took her in mm-hmm. um, thing. So let me think. So in the last breath, yes, there's a brother, but he's not very nice. They don't get along great. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. He'll be the and, Andrew and, for that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in my next book, there's no brother at all. Oh, oh. switching it up. <laughs> there is a drag queen though. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to many of our episodes, but most of them include references from RuPaul's Drag Race. So <laughs> yes. I love it. My daughter and I like binge watched that last summer. Oh yes. It's the best. It is so, so good. That sounds really, really cool. So with the um, going back to the cover redesigns, do you have any input on the covers for the books or do they just come and surprise you when it gets released? So we they always ask me, you know, kind of what what's your vision? What do you see? Um, And then they usually go a very different direction. (laughs) And I get like a file that says, here's your cover. We hope you love it. (laughs) So. You know, there are two things, two things with that. So like Little Boy Lost, Three Days Missing used to be called Little Boy Lost. Mm. And it had a a very different cover. It was like a sleeping bag that was kind of dirty and grungy. And it it goes out to, you know, I had the ARCs, the advanced reader copies. I had a whole box of them in my house. They had already started sending them out. And somebody, one of the big book buyers said, this is icky. It makes me think that there's maybe some sexual, like predatory kind of stuff going on in this story. And they were like, pump the brakes back to the drawing board. So it had a complete total redesign from, you know, title cover, everything. Oh So they put a lot of thought and, and science into the covers Mm. and, you know, they're thinking about marketing. They're thinking about, um, a, a whole lot of things that I'm not thinking about. All I'm thinking about is, does it match my words, the story that I told, and do I think it's pretty? You know, so I kind <laughs> of 
<laughs> right? So I kind of just give it over to the experts. Yeah. And wow. I, I let them do their thing. And I know not every author is that way, but I, I just, even with my titles, not one of my titles has stuck. So wow. when it comes time for them to choose a title for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds great. I was going <laughs> to ask that because I had this like solo debate with myself in the car <laughs> today. And I was like, why did they name it Three Days Missing? Because I like the title. and mm-hmm. But I was like, is that too much information given away? Because if you one right. could think about three days missing, oh, that he he's found, or another mm-hmm. person can think about, oh, you know, he might not be found, but he's, it's been three days until we find a result. So right. that's interesting because with with the author picking not picking the title, yeah. Hmm, do you feel any yeah. way about that? Well, so we had long discussions about that very thing, and what everybody there seemed to think was it brings up because that's what a title really needs to do right is is make the reader think huh uh-huh. what i wonder what this means or what happens in this story so and and what they were hearing from everyone on their end was the big question was what happens on the fourth day oh yeah so yeah i was counting down the hours <laughs> like every time it would start a new chapter and it would be like 52 yeah. hours missing i was like okay how many hours do i have left until <laughs> until ethan is either found or alive, or mm-hmm. sadly not. And I, or I, not. I'm really bad at math, so every time they said <laughs> a number, I was like, wait, that's 48 hours is two days. I, I at one point thought 36 hours was three days. I was like, wait a second. That's not right. Oh, I did man. have like a really complicated spreadsheet to help me keep track of the time. I'm glad that we're not the only one. So who are your favorite authors to like kind of look to for maybe uh, just like minor inspiration for any future work? Oh, there are so many. I, I read tons in my genre, but just off the top of my head, I love um, Kate Moretti. Have you guys read anything by her? I've seen her work. I have not Start read anything with, yet. Yeah. The Vanishing Year. It was fabulous. Yes, that's yes. the one that's on our list. I yes. Think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Emily Carpenter, mm-hmm. her yeah. last one, Every Single Secret, was one of my favorite books of the year. I loved it so much. Mm, it's, it's that one too. came out, I guess, in the spring. Mm. Um, Chevy Stevens is another big one. I, I love all her stuff, but still missing. You guys read Still Missing. You'd love it. It's It's funny. It's... It's one of those, like, it grabs you by the throat books, but she's really, uh, the main character's really kind of pissed, and she's just <laughs> really, really sarcastic, and it's great. Um, have you read Lisa Lutz's The Passenger? No, no. I think we have that one on a list as well. I remember Lisa, the name. Yeah. Oh, good. It's so good. Oh, Same. Yeah. She's, it's a, you know, very sarcastic, funny, kind of dark story but really awesome oh that sounds really cool we have like a whole new yeah. list of books to listen to now <laughs> <laughs> right we like have to and do then, of course mary kubica and heather gudenhoff they're with my same publisher but i'll read anything they write mm-hmm. and we're always trading books back and forth mm-hmm. i think awesome. we listened to the good girl yes we did an episode yes. on that one yeah 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 <laughs> Um, Love it. So as an author, 
and I don't know if this is kind of where Hollywood is going, but would you ever want to see one of your books adapted to TV or movie? Heck yeah. Where do I sign? Right? <laughs> oh, like somebody call me. <laughs> We're going to try it. We're going to try to get you out there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. And I actually have had some nibbles. So who knows, you know, never say never. And I've got all my fingers and toes crossed. It would be it would be amazing to see something that like lived in my head be acted out on either a big screen or a little screen. I think personally, if I had to choose, I'd choose the TV just because that's kind of where the interesting stuff is being made right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you can you, know? you can have more of the details in there too. Like everything yeah. can go in instead of just like yeah. haphazardly placed mm-hmm. plots and stuff. Right, right. And like the the stuff that's coming out on the new and Netflix and Hulu. And now I just heard Walmart's going to start. Uh, um, yeah, what? I know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, there are all sorts of really great shows being made now. So it would be awesome to have that. Any of my books be picked up. I think the marriage lie and three days missing would be great for both. Oh yes. For limited series we'll on yes. HBO. I can yeah. see it now. Yes. Three days missing. Um, right? oh, oh my gosh. That like, <laughs> okay. This is going to be like, I don't know, kind of maybe vulgar, but like the last scene in the marriage lie when she, when they're like, mm-hmm. they're in it, and then she just like calls the cops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was I like, mean, she was my hero. Drop the mic. Yes, I think I think marriage totally. lie is when we were reviewing it. We were like, we can totally see this as a movie or TV show, like yeah. we need it to be something right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Me too. Yes. <laughs> That's one that we will like protest to get on. The yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would love it. And you know, it's, it's really interesting. The, if you ever read the deadline, you know, that website that kind of announces the deals in mm-hmm. the film and, and, and TV world, like so many books are being picked up now. Yes. So many. And like, random people that you've never heard of it doesn't even have to be a bestseller it's really just mm-hmm. sometimes it feels a little random and like pick me pick me right but, yeah yeah and suspense I just keep is pumping just... out pumping out books and hoping somebody will will notice them oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and we will make sure that we shout it from the rooftops oh, yes <laughs> they will notice it <laughs> and obviously we're what? seeing like this kind of popularity with strong female characters especially mm-hmm. ones that are flawed that's becoming a huge thing and suspense and right. a lot of suspense and thriller things so i i hope right. one of your books gets picked up yes <laughs> yeah i would love that so it would be awesome do you listen to the audiobooks that are mm-hmm. created from your work and if you do what do you think about them so i listen to like the first maybe a chapter it, it's it's so bizarre <laughs> to listen to your own stuff be read by other and they do a great job i just it's it just feels strange mm-hmm. you know so i i've never listened to one all the way through but i do want to you know just kind of hear how they've done and um and just the first little nibbles of my story. Although I have not listened to Three Days Missing yet because they still haven't sent me my author copy yet. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> I know. It's been out for almost a month. Girl, we can get you right? a code. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So 
I've only listened to like the little sample, I guess, that you can hear on, you know, Audible well, or some of those sites. You know, and this is our podcast reviews audiobooks. So I will have to say that I preferred Joanna Parker for The Marriage Lie. Um, I, I still liked the two narrators for Three Days Missing, but uh-huh. there's something about Joanna Parker that I'm just obsessed with. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But, I do love her. These these narrators are so amazing. But I will say that's kind of what scares me about the whole audiobook um, thing is, you know, I have very little control over who they pick. Mm-hmm. They 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 say like, here are the top five. Give us your top three kind of thing. But they don't always, you know, it depends on what they've got going on and the timing and all sorts of external factors. So I don't always get who I am. Um, you know, number one choice, but audio or, or readers, it's so, uh, you know, I don't know, like not everybody loves the same kind of reader. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't like the voice, you know, it's just such a, it feels to me like a crapshoot. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, who you're going to get and, and whether or not the readers are going to like their voices. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how do you decide which people you like? hearing to read a book right and it it differs like from from person to person so yeah totally agree with that and that was like one of our inspirations for doing the podcast because we we don't want people to like waste their time if they the narrators aren't that amazing and Mm -hmm. like just this week we recommended a book we said go buy the book the physical book is amazing yeah you know, that's, I think that's yeah. part of our job here. I guess. Not so. yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, you probably do this too, but like if I find a narrator I like, I immediately go see what else he's read or she's read. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. We have a few and that's of those. How I discover new books. <laughs> we we yeah. go as far as to see if they want to do like coffee dates and go to brunch. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> We're like, can you read this menu to us? <laughs> Just read our lives. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so can you tell us any more about the upcoming projects that you're working on? Like give us some insider scoop. <laughs> yeah. So I have just turned um, my next story into my editor and I'm, I'm waiting to get her edits back. So it's, it's, it's pretty well done. Um, and it's a book that I am very creatively calling book number five. Oh, nice. Nice. I know, right? Because <laughs> Great title. They never take my, I know. It might need a little work. But, you know, like I said before, they have, they have not liked my title suggestions. So I've stopped kind of expending my energy mm-hmm. on yeah. thinking of titles. <laughs> I said, you guys just name this book. What if they actually but stick with is- book five as the title? <laughs> That would be really funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> and so, but it is book number five is a story about a woman who um, we find out in the very first chapter she is on the run. She is calling herself Beth. We know that's not her real name, and she is heading west, laying a trail. So, like doing, you know, like going to an apartment, trying to doing a background check like she's going to actually rent this apartment and then she's going the other way and disappearing and she ends up here in Atlanta and it bounces back and forth between her chapters and um, the chapters of a man who comes home from a business trip to find his wife gone she's just left he has no idea where she is and um, as the uh, investigation progresses it kind of looks like he might be 
um, not completely telling the truth about their relationship and, and what's going on in their lives. So, yeah, I really, really really love this story. (laughs) It's going to be really awesome. Oh my gosh. Clearly the title needs a little work, (laughs) but. (laughs) So is that one like slated for a 2018 release? No, it'll be next year, oh, so 2019. So we won't get yeah, two Kimberly Bells in, in one year. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think it'll be probably end of the summer, maybe early fall next year would be my guess. I haven't even heard when they're thinking it's going to be yet. Okay. So. Mm, man. And I think the most important question here is how do Brittany and I become characters in your book? <laughs> You can kill us if you want to. That's awesome. Well, you know, I do both. um, Well, it started in Three Days Missing, and then I do it again in book number five. Like, organizations have come to me and said, would you be willing to give something for a silent auction or something, you know, like for a fundraiser? And so I do let them auction off character people in my book. And it's It'll never be a main character unless their name just happens to fit my main character. Mm-hmm. Then I could maybe do it. But, you know, they're always little side characters. But I've done that twice now. So I'll probably keep doing it. I'm, I'm happy to do it. It's it's a great fundraiser. People seem to really like it. That's really and cool. It, yeah, I can just like slip it in. <laughs> but, so who, do you, who would you like to be? Hmm. Um, guy um, in the coroner's uh, office, number five. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a villain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are fun. I would be a, like a nosy neighbor. <laughs> oh, yes. I do have a nosy neighbor in book number five. Ooh. Oh. I always feel like Brittany yeah. never fits a character. Like, <laughs> it's Me? always sad. Like, yeah. Brad is a great name. But <laughs> Brad is a good name. That's an easy name to work in a book. Right? Yeah, totally. Oh, except there was a Brittany yeah. in Three Days Missing. There was. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was. Yeah, I totally thought she and was going to be bad. I I was really yeah. holding out for her to be evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was on my top list of suspects. It was not. Yeah. It was not spelled yeah. the way you spell it, though. No, because I was yeah. also reading along because you you sent the the paperback mm-hmm. copy, which we thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And we, we loved we loved the little note. And so I like to kind of consume audiobooks with the paperback. So it was really nice to kind of get both ends of that yeah that's really cool. how interesting that do you like read along yeah i do um and it's and it's cool because sometimes you see the differences that the audiobook has with the writing and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool also you sent us um the proof i guess the advanced copy and so there's always that note mm-hmm. saying some of this may be different in the next version yeah. and so it's really fun to kind yeah. of pick out those differences yeah so. funny yeah yeah, and I'm sure that, you know, they there are always like small differences with the logistics or the timeline mm-hmm. or the day of the week. I always make those mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see you know, many I didn't see any like major differences in this one. I think there was one time I was like, Oh, she added that word. Okay, cool. <laughs> so that it was really awesome. Good. So now this is something new that we're playing so we've never we don't really interview many authors and so we usually do a lot of narrators so we had to think of a Mm -hmm. really cool game to play with an author and so this game we're going to call it tell us about it okay 
So okay, it's going to kind of like test how much you know <laughs> kind of very popular books that are out there Uh-oh. right now. <laughs> it's a quiz. It's a okay. quiz. Kind of like a quiz. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> but just based on the I'm title. I'm really bad at this. Don't ever play like, you know. <laughs> trivial pursuit or anything with me okay i'm in but just based on the title you can use your creative mind to fill in if you've never heard of it before just fill in what you think it is and usually that's where the fun is Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) and you can always say i've never read that so i'm gonna try it out yeah (laughs) and so in two to five sentences just give us your best summary of what you think the book is about okay all right so the first one and they're pretty popular so i feel like you're gonna know them so the first one is Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn. Mm-hmm. So you want me to tell you what it's about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like two to five sentences. Okay. In your words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it is about a woman who um, plans her uh, disappearance and her husband also plans for her husband to be um, accused of doing something bad to her. And um, it's crazy town. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I love that. It's crazy town. <laughs> it really is crazy town. It is. It seriously yes, is. It is. I haven't even yeah. read it or listened to it at all, but I just know <gasps> from everybody's reactions to the movie and to the yeah. book that it's just nuts. <laughs> it is nuts. And and don't watch it. I mean, the movie was good, but read the oh, book. The book was Holy so crap. much better. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been told. Yeah. So the second one is, it's an oldie, Catcher in the Rye Mm -hmm. by J.D. Salinger. Oh, God. (laughs) In your your words, in your best, like, review, using, like, Crazy Town as well. (laughs) Give us your best. I have no idea. Can you believe it? I do not remember. I remember reading it and thinking, I don't like this. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) It's one of those books you're kind of forced to read in, like... Ninth right. grade or something. Grade, yeah, something crazy. And they, they tell us like, oh, it was banned. Like there's a South Park episode that's like, oh, Catcher in the Rye is banned. And it's so uh, vulgar. And then the kids read it and they're like, what the heck is this? There's like one cuss word <laughs> yeah. in here. Right? <laughs> well, I do remember it was something about like teenage, like, I don't know. It was like a I boy. I remember, but I, he was, yeah. And a carousel? Yeah. He like ran away. A carousel. <laughs> she was like, a carousel. I don't remember that at all. I blocked it all out. Yes. It was a bad time. <laughs> it was. All right. So the next one you may, I think you definitely have read because you already talked about it a little bit. But mm-hmm. we have Every Single Secret by Emily Carpenter. <gasps> you do? Really? You have that on your list? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys read it? No, I haven't. No, I just, I just, I see you and Emily are very close on Twitter. So I want to throw that in there. So I don't know what this one is about Uh, at all. So I saw it on the list and I was like, uh. (laughs) It is so good. It is so good. And yes, Emily lives here in Atlanta. So I get to see, I actually saw her just last night, but she is so talented. So she loves like the Southern Gothic feel creepiness. So this book is about a um a couple they're not married but they're engaged and they're um they have they have decided in their relationship because they both have this awful past they've decided in their relationship that they're just going to move forward they're not going to talk about their their sad sorry stories they're just going to know that each other has that 
and just kind of ignore it and move on. But he changes the rules like soon in the very first or second chapter. And he wants to go to see this therapist whose whole therapy um, method is to put you in a house with cameras. So there are cameras filming everything. Like Big Brother. I know. And that's it's like two of my so favorite creepy. things or three of my favorite things southern gothic big yeah. brother and therapy uh-huh oh you guys would love this book <laughs> it's so good and it's actually kind of sort of um based on like the Heathcliff, and i i think his name in it is he oh, so huh. it's kind of got like that old you know classic literature inspiration i guess nice but it's very cool Yes. Oh Emily's books have been in our radar for a long time. We yeah. Just, yeah. It's so difficult to get like books in our schedule sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. even understand why. I we just either. need to fit them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys probably listen slash read a lot of books. Like tons. We try. Right? Yeah, we try. Brad is like, <laughs> he is the avid listener. <laughs> Every single day there's a new book. I'm like, how are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> so then the next book on our list is Big Little Lies by Liam Moriarty. Mm. I love that book, but I actually like The Husband's Secret better. But Big oh, Little Lies is good. I was going to put The yeah. Husband's Secret on here, but I was like, no, Big Little Lies yeah. is more popular. <laughs> yeah. And especially now with the HBO series. Yes. Um, about to start up with season two. Which, how but, is that? So Big Little <laughs> Oh my God. Meryl. Yeah. Did you watch it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it had so, a conclusion. It, it did. It was the entire book. Yeah. So what they're doing in season two is going to be a whole new story, which mm-hmm. will be interesting to see where they take it. Yeah. I'm happy. To, I heard was, that Leanne has some say in the second, the second season. So I'm oh, happy good. about that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Big Little Lies, a story about someone who dies, but we don't find out who it is in the friend group until the very end. And um, about, what is it, four women? Is it four women? Five women? Something Uh, like that. And how all their stories, (laughs) yeah, how all their stories kind of overlap. They do. (laughs) Kids are all at the same school. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. But Husband's Secret. I think I like that one better. Yeah, I think I think I just thought it was so darn clever. Yeah, I need to listen to that it was one so too. Good. Man, I'm so behind on all these books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just so clever the way she wrapped up the story, kind of eye for an eye, almost kind of thing, and mm-hmm. with the prologue and what is it, an epilogue with the um, uh, what is it called when you open up Pandora's box? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just thought that was fabulous. Very clever. Yeah, definitely. And so the last one on our list is The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Mm. Mm. More crazy town, but this time with alcohol. (laughs) That's the perfect description. Gin and soda cans? Oh, my God. Great idea. Right? (laughs) Why didn't we think of that? Or vodka. I think it was vodka and soda cans. Yeah. Girl on the train. So she sees a, a, what does she see a murder happen? I can't remember now. Does she actually see it? She like sees a violent, like a violent act. Yeah. 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 And then she's trying to figure out if she even really saw it. Right. Because she's like, talk about an unreliable narrator. Mm -hmm. She has no idea because she's drunk half the time and she doesn't remember everything. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was, it was kind of crazy town. <laughs> that that is, that one definitely is. Yes. That was one of our first yeah. ones mm-hmm. that we like reviewed. Really? And it was just, that was a twister. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. the, the movie stayed and pretty true I'm, to the book as well. Yeah. Although was it filmed or was it set in the movie in, I guess, in England as well? No. I can't remember. No, it was New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was yeah. an unfortunate change. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that one and Gone Girl, they were such genre benders, both of those books. They came out and they did something that nobody else had done yet and did it in such a spectacular way that everybody's like, what? We can do this? Yeah. You know, and it it really has changed where the genre um, has gone, is going. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Both of those books. Yeah, I would say it's definitely like made the suspense just even more popular with both writing and mm-hmm. reading and listening which right. is good for us because we love that genre yeah. does that does that <laughs> inti- does that intimidate other writers in the genre do you think i don't know about intimidate but mm-hmm. we talk about it amongst ourselves a whole heck of a lot because like i said these these books come along and you know like we think, okay, this is the way we're supposed to write a story. And then somebody comes along and breaks all the rules and, and changes things up so much that it kind of steers the genre in a whole different direction. And then you're like almost struggling to keep up, you know? Mm -hmm. So it is, it's, it's, I don't know how to do it myself, but it's, (laughs) yeah, maybe it is a little intimidating. Hmm. Because it's just so, uh, it feels unpredictable sometimes. Interesting. Well, we thought you changed the game with the marriage line. So kudos to you. you. I didn't see any of that coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do love a surprise ending. Yeah, that was, oh my gosh, like just all of it. Like just not even the ending, but just like the middle section and then like Nancy Drewing like out to Seattle. Or was it Seattle? Seattle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah and just like figuring out all these things and it was like he just chose the wrong flight like it was just bad luck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she like uncovers yeah. everything about him and he was like oh well crap <laughs> yeah exactly he did choose the wrong flight yeah <laughs> it's just like haha you tried to screw over like a big company and your wife mm-hmm. a little bit i mean he was gonna help her i feel like he really did love right. her but <laughs> He was still going to yeah. abandon her. <laughs> yeah, he was. And that's what's so tragic about the whole love story mm-hmm. is that he really, really did love her and she really loved him. But when it counted, he couldn't be the man he needed to be. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, deep. It's heartbreaking. It's deep. <laughs> deep. It's so deep. <laughs> it is like Every a book. Every once in a while. Sorry. Sorry. Keep going. Oh, well, it, for me, it's just a book that sticks with me. Like, I'm always like describing that one. Just even yeah. a year later it's just always something that i recommend oh well thank you i love hearing that so thank you so much for joining us today and chatting with us we really appreciate it a lot we have loved your work so much and we just can't thank you enough for joining us well thank you for having me you guys are a lot of fun thank you thank i you. loved it yay all right all right yay We will chat with you later. All right. Thanks. Bye. 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 How amazing was that? I think I'm dead.
I think <laughs> I am dead. When she said Crazy Town for God Girl, I was like, yes. Yes, queen. Yes. It seriously is. Oh, my gosh. And the fact that her and her daughter binge-watched binge uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Right? I am no more good. No. No more good. No more. You it's know, just no more. You know who needs to get together? Who? Kimberly Bell and Lauren Ezzo. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. And us. And us. <sighs> just tack us on there. What? We'll carry your bags. Yes, we'll carry your bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we need to make that happen. We do. Lauren. Lauren. Get at your girl, boy. Get at your girl, boy. Get we at your girl, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, that was a fantastic time spent with Miss Bell. Yes. And her accent. I love her accent. Oh, it just sounds like everybody in her books. Mm, I really hope we, I want to be on, we got to get that information for that charity thing. We do. Because I want to be in her books. I would auction. Myself. I'd bid. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was like, why is there silence? No one loves me. No one wants me. Everyone wants you. Eddie would probably be like, "Uh, let's do a quarter, quarter bid, quarter auction bid. (laughs) Take him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We cannot say thank you enough to Kimberly for joining us for this very special episode that we have been waiting for forever. We didn't even know that we were waiting for it when we weren't waiting for it. Yes. this I think we can die happy now. We can. But let's not. Yeah. I have a lot of life to live. Yes. Thank you so much. And why don't you go back to the beginning and re-listen to it? And then you can follow us on Twitter at AudioShelfMe and like us on Facebook at AudioShelf. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram which is audio shelf underscore podcast. (laughs) I like that. I like that. And if you want two free books, and I'm talking two free Kimberly Bell books. Marriage Lie, Three Days Missing. Yes, because we need to read the other two. Yes. Please go on our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to subscribe for a free 30-day free trial, 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 trial. If you want to support the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. And you can also sign up on our Patreon. You can donate just a dollar to help us upgrade our show, make it even better, get more authors and narrators on here, and just be able to listen and supply you with the best quality content possible. Please and thank you in advance for and, all of your support. Oh, yes. And that information can be found on our Twitter, right? Yes. We mm. have it right in the bio. So it's very easy to find. But you can also search us on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> okay. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Oh, we still need to finish. Yes. We need to do an intro and an outro. Oh my God. Are we recording still? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Let me send this. (laughs) Today, we We need the stats, right? Oh no. No, we don't. Stats for what? Stats for her life? Yes. She's from Atlanta. Okay. Today, Today. we. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. We haven't done this in a while. No, we haven't. Okay. Okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God, praise.